And it feels so wonderful. Andrew, was that you? Here with you on my first album. This is old. <laughs> Have you not heard of this guy? What's his name? Who's where are you playing right now? Tiny Tim. Trailer Park! What do we do? Nathan, we watch trailers, five of them to be exact, and we gauge trailer by trailer whether or not we are worried or Nathan excited. I'm worried. I am excited. Holy shit, I'm excited. That's awesome. I'm worried. Some might call us trailer predictor professionals. TPP. TPP. You guys are buying into what they're selling, like a pedophile selling candy from a van, and you are already got your seatbelt on. Here comes pissy pants. I, I gotta go worried. Sorry, everybody. Nathan? Yes. Andrew? Yes. Daniel? Can we get on with this fucking show? <laughs> trailer Pro Podcast, episode 103. Uh, we welcome the cool billion. Uh, with us this evening. Thank you for joining us. Uh, let's uh, let's send it around the table. Uh, Daniel, cousin. Nathan, thank you for having me. Cool billion. We've just about maxed out, I say. We, from here, what do we have? The entire globe. <laughs> Please. Uh, there's always room to grow. <laughs> we know this. Uh, We're going intergalactic? Uh, yes. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't, I don't see why there's any reason to put limitations on things. Amanda? Lifestyle. Mm, hello. Welcome to episode 103. We appreciate your attendance this evening and look forward to your insights on many of the uh, trailers from what could be the greatest lineup that we have ever experienced before on this podcast. And with that... Does that I, match what you were saying to me last night, Amanda, about the, about the potential of this lineup? I'm sure it's spot on accurate. Well, there's a little... I, I don't even know how to articulate what I'm feeling Amanda, right now. Amanda, were you shit-talking the lineup? I think you might have been shit-talking <laughs> the lineup. And that is Chelsea's voice. Chelsea, welcome. Hi. Hi, everybody. And everybody, Hi. in unison, say hello to Andy. Hey, Andy. Hi, Andy. Or what was it you were calling him earlier? Turn. Turn's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. What's up, Turn? Oh, you know, <laughs> life happens... You just put worse. up with shit at work, <laughs> and then you show up to your safe haven and put up with shit there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going back to my safe, safe box. I just want you to know that when we say Andy and you don't respond, that long, mm. drawn-out silence that you might be getting satisfaction from gets, disappears. gets truncated in the editing process. I'm going to just start making long sighs. <laughs> <laughs> you, should, you should, yes. Silence is not a good retort. You should vocalize how much right. you don't like being called Andy. Otherwise, it just gets truncated. It just gets lost. Yeah. And Nathan, I'll send you my like my clip of, of intern giggling, and you can just put that in anytime you say Andy. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Um, does anyone have anything they'd like to open the show with tonight? Otherwise, I'm just going to get down and dirty. Mm. Yeah, I've got some beef. That. You got some beef? Yeah. What, what kind of beef you got? Well, uh, you were asking me to drink, and then you shamed me for drinking right before the show started. I want to talk about it. Yes, uh, 10 facts. Why is Nathan such a dick face? Okay. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Why is he judging you when he's halfway in the tank himself? <laughs> okay, so I got some papers here. 
Just some stuff that Sad Sacks left on the desk. We're just taking a look at it here. Uh, some stuff that we have to address. <laughs> just taking a look? It sounds like you're swiping your arms from side to side. <laughs> anyway, this first piece here um, on this... Uh, on this shit that Sadzak left for me to talk about is uh, something about the Oscars. What the fuck are we talking about here? They've added a goddamn category to the Oscars. Have you guys heard about this? What? Yeah. Uh, outstanding Achievement in Popular Film. Uh, intern, popular you, Film. Right. You love the Oscars, Intern. Why don't you uh, tell us the pro of this or at least uh, share with us your opinion of what's happening here? Uh, the pro of this is that if this happened two years ago, um, Mad Max Fury Road would have won another Oscar. <laughs> or it would have just gotten this pity Oscar like you were hoping for. Uh, get ready for Transformers 17, most popular achievement or most best achievement in popular film. So what is it? Can someone tell me what it is? Well, you see... Chelsea, the board of the Oscars approved three changes. Number one, a three-hour Oscars telecast where they are going to continue delivering awards throughout the commercial breaks and then at the end of the three-hour telecast explain which awards you missed out on in some sort of montage. Um, They're going to do an earlier air date starting not this Oscars but next Oscars. And they're going to add this popular most popular film category, which is going to be based on box office and I think fan voting or something. It's an absolute shit show travesty. I'm, I think I might be out on the Oscars. You have to like text in your Vine vote. <laughs> no, I'm seriously no. offended. They're going uh, to pick the whoever made the most money. So Avengers next year. No Avengers. That's not what the narrative is here. The narrative is Black Panther. Yep. Yeah, but it's not going to win. Avengers is going to win. Like Black Panther has to get recognized somehow. <laughs> yeah, Andrew. It's probably not going to. Uh, not at the Oscars. That. Intern Best Andy, the the Russian bots are going to make Black Panther win. I don't think so. That's <laughs> twisted turn of events. They if the Russians start doing anything, do you know how white Russia is? That's not they're, the point. They're the. the I mean, their drink is called the White Russian. They're the like, go-to. Keeping Black Panther from getting this popularity <laughs> Oscar. Isn't and it's just that's what it's going to be, right? This is just to stop the people that go like, well, I mean, this is a great lineup, but they forgot about blank. Mm-hmm. You this know, is what they, that problem, right? I think it's also just a grab trying to get more people to watch the Oscars mm-hmm. because who cares anymore about these snooze fests? Right. Well, nobody knows the films. That's the complaint. I haven't right. seen any of these movies. Right. Half which is the whole point, point is that you celebrate movies and get people to go watch movies they don't normally watch. But this isn't the People's Choice Awards or the MTV Movie Awards. Right? Can we why just... Didn't, <laughs> why didn't they just come up with different new categories that, mm. you know, would be interesting? Like first time, first time direction. Mm. Best yeah, new, new and upcoming actor, actress. Right. Like uh, stunt, stunt coordinator. Right. And, and as like a test run or a pilot for some of those new categories, why don't they do their strict three-hour limit? And then continue to like cast on streaming or something for the remainder. Yeah, uh, I saw uh, one. Oscar VIP party to get all the weird bullshit culture awards and everything. Hmm. That's actually Biggest a good that, idea. That's that's gonna happen, I think. What what you just said. They should the, hire you. The streaming, the internet streaming. Watch the telecast. Pay for 
the ability to watch all the bullshit awards. But I think really what they're going to do is maybe just like shuffle sound effects and sound editing into the commercial break or something. Yeah, yeah, they'll time it for sure. Yeah, let the the nerds go up and give their speeches while everyone's watching Coke commercials. Either way, I used to think of the Oscars as something special and I used to look forward to it and I used to think, oh wow, Best Picture meant something. And I've just been slowly stepping back, back, back. And now this... I'm. I, I think I might be out on the, the Oscars. The popular choice. I might not give a fuck, and I didn't know if that would happen. And now I'm thinking it's a real possibility. I think <laughs> if they make it the first award that happens, and then uh, whoever's hosting shits all over it, uh, that could make it okay. I think it's actually the best barometer for like our for actually understanding what's happening on happening in a year. So right now, if you go back in time to watch the Oscars, it's just a bunch of nonsense. But if you actually had this popular choice award, you could see what movies people oh, actually, actually went to. Like the... Culture, culturally, yeah. I don't know. It might be in, it so, might be an interesting case study. Isn't like isn't this award literally the same as looking up the box critic office cho- results? critics' choice or box office success? And that like, speaks to Amanda's point. It's not the People's Choice Awards. Yeah. There's other award okay. shows that that focus on this aspect. Why did why they Why did, did they care? think that 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 this was a good addition? Yeah, like, uh, one, like and the speaking, ratings are down. Speaking yeah. to yeah, that's true. That's a good point. But speaking to Chelsea's point too, uh, from the case study standpoint, you could you could draw the same conclusions from MTV Awards. You don't need the Oscars yeah. to show you a barometer for cult- cultural impact is is dollar box office dollar amount the only criteria? No, I it's, don't know. It's going to be a combination of things. They were pretty vague in their press release. Oh. It was like uh, box office is going to be a a, a, a factor, factor, and then it'll talk about fan voting, and oh. then something else that they're being vague about because they want Black Panther to win a fucking Oscar <laughs> whenever they... <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's going to be this, it's going to be that. Basically, Black Panther's going to win. Right. That's all it is. And it's a Marvel movie that uses the same fucking f- formula that every other Marvel movie won, but now we have to celebrate this because it's cultural impact. Got to do it. Got to do it. What else? What else did... Uh... Uh, can you find it? The desk is that messy. Ugh. What else did they put here on this desk? Let's see here. Our cat really doesn't like that. <laughs> uh, okay, does anybody want to talk about the ALF reboot? No. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> uh, Daniel does. Nobody liked ALF? I sure did. I liked ALF. ALF was great. Especially mm-hmm. when I read that there's a possibility... That it might be, uh, you know, not a reboot, but a continuation. Like he comes out of Area 51 and continues on, you know, like he's been. And they're like, hey, Alf, remember how for like a decade you lived with that dude who went on to, t- to do crack and suck dick on video? <laughs> I spent a little time looking on the internet at old Alf clips. And I mean, as a puppet, he's very amusing. He's very funny as a puppet. But the family surrounding him just, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. Are we going to have to shush the entirety of Alf? Alf was special. And I'm going to admit something to all of you right now. And you're going to start to judge me. Does Has anyone here 
and I'm hoping that you've seen it, Daniel, because I'm expecting a hard no from everyone else. Does anybody watch the Alf Christmas special? Mm. <laughs> did you see it, Daniel? Uh, did I? Unfortunately, I did not. Oh, well, I'm going to treat this as like a confession Take another session. sip of your drink, honey. Okay, all right. He's trying to say he everything he learned about sex, he learned from Alf. Is <laughs> Weird passion for Christmas comes from, <laughs> from Elf. <laughs> All right. All right. Here it comes. comes. Okay. Um, as a small child, I wept openly at the Elf Christmas special. <laughs> yep. He got lost. He got separated from the family. He ended up in a hospital. He ended up talking to some girl that was like small girl, like under 10 years old, who was terminally ill. And there was just this moment in the hospital room with her and him. And yeah, it stands out, stands out in my, Oh my uh, God. I think I've seen this in my memory as something that I wept. I had it recorded on beta or VHS or whatever the fuck it was. And I watched it many times and I wept openly. We can find out right now. if Chelsea has seen it. Is she, is she weeping openly? I don't remember <laughs> weeping. Okay. But yeah. I remember snow. I remember it being nice. It was nice. It wasn't like homeward bound. Like, hey, you're up. You have cancer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just leukemia. Come on. (laughs) Anyway, the point here is that there's a possibility for the ALF reboot to reach some people and touch them. Wow. That person is Nathan. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite possible. ALF had a nice charm. The reason that Chelsea feels like she's seen it but isn't sure is because Nathan plays it while she's sleeping. (laughs) Mm -hmm. <laughs> he wakes up. He the TV turns off real quick. He's, she's like, "Are you crying on the edge of the bed?" No. Right. Uh, okay. What else is on the table here? What do we got here? Okay. Oh. Oh, look at this. Oh, yeah. No, Amanda brought this to Sad Sack. She was she was saying she wanted to talk about the X Men dumpster fire. And yes, it's it's true. New mutants. Okay. Let's set the stage. All right. There are two X Men movies. Yeah. That should have already been out. It's true. It should have already been out. Well, I don't know about Dark Phoenix, but New Mutants and Dark Phoenix. New Mutants got pushed back a a fucking year. And in the background behind all of this shit is, you know, Disney buying Fox. And what I've been reading is that Fox just sucks at hiring the wrong people for things. They hired some guy who didn't know anything about the comics of the New Mutants, started taking it in one direction, got into a feud with the producers, not unlike the Fantastic Four movie, which wasn't that bad, in my opinion. It was pretty bad. <laughs> I, I, I I, after I saw it, I was I liked the, the other Fantastic Four so much more. <laughs> I still want to watch the one that, uh, that got disappeared. But the point here is that we have something going on in the background. The Disney's going to buy Fox... And these two movies are going to be left out in the wind. And the minute that Disney hands X-Men over to Marvel, Marvel's going to want to do, you know, a separate Professor X movie, a separate Magneto movie, a separate this movie, a separate that movie, and then bring them all together in five years in some sort of X-Men explosion. They don't necessarily want to jerk off to Dark Phoenix and New Mutants before they get to that point. And there's a real possibility that these two movies, the Fox is handled poorly, are just going to end up going away. (laughs) <laughs> it's never, never seeing the light of day ever. Eat that four hundred million. Exactly. Yeah. It's a yeah. It's a huge just money dump. Just set it on fire. I am 
Well, I'm upset that they made bad movies, apparently, because X-Men is my favorite of the superhero worlds. I mean, I know it's Marvel, but they're my favorite kind. Right. I don't care so much about New Mutants because it did seem like wackadoodle weird. Um, But I am a little bit bummed about Dark Phoenix because we did leave. That was the next step after Apocalypse. A lot of people didn't like Apocalypse, but I did. Yeah. And that was the next movie for that, you know, line. And so I'm really bummed that it might just, that it it either is super bad or that it's okay, but nobody's going to bother to fix it. And Disney's just going to dump it because Mm. they want to make their perfect shiny little movie. Mm -hmm. Well, there could be something to look forward to if Marvel gets their hands on the X-Men though. It could, uh, you know, you you might warm to whatever they choose to develop. Yeah, long run is probably for the best, but. Maybe. I don't. I don't know why they wouldn't just release them both and then start a new X-Men from scratch. Yeah, that, I mean, it, it would be better yes. if they just released them on their target release dates. And then that yeah. way they'd be, you know, a year further along. But but they're talking about, you know, reshoots and shit. And this got me into a whole reshoots thing. I started looking up, well, what is the, you know, reality of reshoots? Does, does a movie that gets reshoots automatically suck? There seems to be this negativity around reshoots, and I don't think that that's necessarily true. I think that they use the reshoots angle when they want to take a shit on things, but I don't think that it necessarily means that it's going to be bad. Well, my question is, does a reshoot necessarily include a rewrite? Because a lot of times the problem is the piss poor writing or, or you know. Kevin Spacey's in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like bleach out a pedophile. That's funny. There's there's a lot of jokes about Christopher Plummer that that other movie that's coming out that's not in the lineup tonight that was considered to be in the lineup tonight, uh, Billionaire Boys Club. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of jokes on on that when you look on the internet. They're they're just like, oh wow, Christopher Plummer looks a lot like Kevin Spacey. <laughs> it's quite funny. But the point is that Amanda's making is context, right? Like reshoots are made for different reasons. And, you know, the reshoots that were done for Deadpool 2 are not done because of, you know, a failure in the movie. They're done because they need to, you know, amp something up or add something to the movie. They're, they weren't done be- to re- fix something or repair an issue. And the New Mutants reshoots sound a lot like they're, they're trying to fix something because there was a pissing contest between the director and the producers. And it just sounds like a dumpster fire. And I don't think that, I mean, when Disney pays whatever the fuck they're going to pay to own fox it's uh what, what were you saying it was uh chelsea sunk costs yeah that's an accounting term sunk costs uh, it's it's different for a company that it spent... means it means that you don't make a decision based on the money you already spent right fox spent the money disney didn't if disney actually owns fox then they don't give a shit they could really throw these things in the garbage. If they and think never it's going to hurt their brand, if they think it's going to not be successful, then they're not going to put it out just because a bunch of money was spent in the past. They're going to nix it and they're going to do it right. If they they're think gonna, it's garbage. They're going to let it become like a back alley pop culture yeah. thing that people yeah. talk about. And then like 10 years from now, It'll when it's leaked. swelled into this weird social media peak, they'll release it on DVD. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's like a win-win. And then me- meanwhile, in the shadow of Fox fox's sadness marvel studios is launching a 10th anniversary imax film festival of all of their marvel movies <laughs> Fuck. wait oh, God. wait last two and a half weeks 
I do. Want- <laughs> 21 films is too oh, much. Imagine the box set. Oh. Oh. <laughs> the box set. The world's first like $5,000 box set. <laughs> oh. Oh, there's one one more tidbit. Unless did anybody else have anything to say about the iMac? No. No. <laughs> it was about recasting X-Men. Oh. I want to know ahead. if Disney buys Fox. Are they just going to scrap everything and recast it? Mm. Do you That's think? what you're open for, right, Amanda? Not necessarily. I think um, McAvoy is good. I like right. some of the people they have picked. I guess. I mean, I, I don't care. I I don't feel. I don't care either way. Disney executives are pretty suave. I think they can get anybody they want. Maybe not Fastbender right. because he seems like a dick. But McAvoy, I think they could totally convince him. Yeah, but why would they half get half bring half the cast back and then recast half of it? They'd have to nix those characters mm-hmm. all together. I really like Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique. But is Mystique a character that really had a lot of prominence in the X-Men comics? I don't know enough about the X-Men comics. She had a lot of prominence in the X-Men movies. The, yeah, Mystique did the have comics. A lot of... I don't remember her being so prominent. Right. She was a cartoon a lot. Yeah, she was. You're right. Hmm. All right. Anyways. One last thing on this sad sack paper dump. Uh, oh, the director of Crazy Rich Asians is going to save us. From the Thai cave rescue whitewashing. Did you guys know about this? Uh, yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Those Apparently, kids. The minute the Thai cave rescue thing went down, immediately there was a movie in production immediately. Right. But and that was Thai government, well. Propaganda. No, they want. <laughs> the Thai government wanted to make sure they got their slice of the pie and that it was represented correctly. I read that. Oh, well. From a reputable source. Just all kidding, I'm, I'm going to say is that. Um, the production company that grabbed the rights initially is the same company that made God's Not or God's Not Dead. What's that? And God's Not Dead too. Religious Christian fanatics, and so we won't go to see it. But the Thai government might make on some our money? on our behalf and on the behalf of all social justice warriors. The director of Crazy Rich Asians, John Chu, has stepped forward to ensure that there is a second Thai cave rescue movie being made that will not include any whitewashing to be clear to be clear the christian um uh god's not dead people have not done anything with it and have not casted anyone and there is no established whitewashing of any kind but what if they cast all thai people (laughs) john chu from crazy rich agents is going to save us from any potential whitewashing john chu doesn't sound thai you know definitely not uh, john chu he's an asian though and he's crazy rich (laughs) He he directed Justin Bieber, Never Say Never, Justin Bieber, Beauty and the Beat, G.I. Joe Retaliation, oh, that's good. Justin Bieber's Believe. He loves Canada. Jam in the Holograms. Here it is, Amanda. Now you see me too. Oh, shit. Ah. He's back in. He's a He's genius. <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians. He's, he's announced for Now You See Me 3. I do want to say that I work with a lot of middle-aged ladies. And they're all excited to see Crazy Rich Asians. Oh. It looks pretty funny. Oh. It looks great. I want to see it. <laughs> I guess I'm the only one then. Wait, what? I walked, in, I walked in the movie theater today and I saw the poster and I was like, Crazy Rich Asians? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> trailer oh. was good in the theater. Well, apparently Sad Sack Studios watched the trailer and they didn't think it was worthy of a lineup. Uh, but thank you to John Chu for protecting us against any potential whitewashing. And with that... And setting us up for a potential volcano Dante's Peak situation. (laughs) 
<laughs> Every time I hear Dante's Peak, I just think of that old granny <laughs> sacrificing herself in the water that uh, had lava in it. She just boiled her legs to get them across. It was great. And in the what? volcano equivalent, the uh, subway like train driver carrying the no. person through no. the lava as no. he melts into it. No. Don't talk to me about volcano. Dante's Peak was first. Dante's Peak captured my heart. That's where my heart will 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 remain. Sorry, we need to have a podcast about these movies that come out at the same time battling each other. Oh, we should. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. Well, we're watching Dante speak after this episode tonight. Okay, so it's the cool billion. Daniel, there are some really important questions that Nathan needs to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> okay daniel nathan headliner question why is it called the predator when there is clearly more than one of them maybe he's like the best of the best uh maybe it's the predator race like if one of us was chosen to represent the entire earth to an alien civilization when we got off the off of our ship we would be called the human <laughs> <laughs> that would not be either one of you <laughs> Oh, really? And our mandibles open up and we go. (laughs) (laughs) Who would. Okay, uh, Mrs. Carver, uh, who would you choose to represent humanity? Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Really? (laughs) This is our finest specimen of human. (laughs) Why hasn't Dwayne The Rock Johnson signed up for a Predator movie? Is another yeah. question. He can't be in everything. Come on. No, he that would be, be perfect. Yeah, but that would be he could awesome. have a new one Sam of his Jackson. movies. That would actually fit his tattoo. He mm-hmm. could have totally not done Jumanji and instead done two Predators Ugh. movies that I would have paid to see. Fucking A. I'm not done Rampage yeah, or Rampage Skyscraper. Or one Skyscraper. or the other. Yeah. 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 What? Why can't he just do it all? Yeah. Why can't he? He's the rock. He's the best human. Did y'all know that Ballers is still on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That that also is a thing that he's still doing. It lost me. It lost me in the season. Merge ballers with billionaires. (laughs) Ballers lost me because he went from um, struggling financial guy trying to take over a financial company to all of a sudden a broker for a Las Vegas NFL deal. I was like, how did you get there, buddy? Don't see the progression. I'm out. Bullshit. Bullshit. We like to see him struggle. Yeah, we like to struggle. Teeter question. If the intern got involved with the game and with the players, if he started to hustle big, would he be a snitch? There's a lot of moving parts to that question, but I think the answer is yes. Yeah. Snitches get stitches. Fucking squeal. Of course. But a canary. I only squeal like a pig. No, he'd be like. Where's the clip? He'd be like one of those gangsters that's like will murder somebody for being a snitch, but just like an FBI informant. Yeah, hmm. that's me. Old blooded. Amanda, what say you? If you put the lights on the intern, you you put the hate on him. You you bring two detectives in, good cop, bad cop. You fucking stress him out, make him sweat a little bit. Does he give up the goods? Absolutely, but I don't know that he ever makes it to that point because I think quickly in his running of the game he becomes a hardcore addict (laughs) oh yeah and just gets killed (laughs) yeah and and amphetamine fiend but then then as he operates he's a lot like butters from south park when he becomes like a pimp yes i understand what you are saying yes do you understand what i'm saying (laughs) punk 
Oh, boy. You have any retort here, turn? Mm-hmm. That's it? Mm-hmm. That's all you got. I keep thinking you mm-hmm. say turd. Okay. Turn. Turd. <laughs> Which makes me think of interred. It's quite possible. All right. Falcom question. Is, uh, oh, wait, sorry. Can we quickly come up with a one, two, three, how to deal with a home invasion instruction manual? Is that possible? To just do a quick uh, Yes. Uh, one. Okay. Uh, go to your bed. No. Two, no. bend over. Three, pull down your pants. What? That's not an what? effective way to deal with home invasion. Somebody's outside. They're, you know, waving at you through the window with some creepy mask on. Just pull down Step your pants and start peeing. One. At, at that point, you're, it's too At late. the window. You see the guy outside. He's waving at you. Creepy mask. Step one. What do you do? Flash. Uh, I'm actually, I'm not going to piggyback off the intern here. I think there's room mm-hmm. to grow off that idea. Well, I think there's something to be said about being more into the invasion than they are. <laughs> Just pull out a knife and chop off your finger. Like No, or like, yeah, like you're like, oh yeah, and you start masturbating in the window. Yeah, you're like, are you guys gonna fucking break in here? Yeah, are you like, guys gonna hold us oh hostage? My God, fuck yeah. Holy shit, babe. You just start it's finally t- happening. You start tying yourself up and like getting comfy on the couch. <laughs> you're like, oh, oh my god, are you gonna slap me around? <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna do shit to my wife while I watch? Oh, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Put on an equally creepy mask and wave back. Yep. Yeah. Oh, we doing pig masks? And you just pull out some horrific satanic <laughs> something worse up the game. Just have a backup mask ready to go. Or you're the lure, and once they invade you, you step back into like your actual plan, which is you guys have now trapped them, and you're going to torture them. Yeah. Come hard. Come hard. Yes. Yes, I agree with that whole process. It's not a one, two, three. It's a basic principle. It's like come at them with more intensity. I remember a Dane Cook comedy routine where he was like talking about being in an elevator and somebody was freaking out and spazzing out and he just had this instinct to just freak out even more than they did. And everybody started apologizing. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite possible. But if the man's a true psychopath, you're probably going to die. Yeah, I think it's the right route. And we... Literally just wrote a funnier die sketch. Yeah, that's true. Oh, we don't have a five-hole question tonight, but we do have a totter uh, proposition. Is Blake Lively a movie star or a TV star? I don't know, but she's hot. She's so hot. Yeah, she's hot. I think but uh, she, she could be both. I just don't think what? that she's established herself. She's entering into Katherine Heigl territory. No? Katherine Heigl is a movie star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. She's she is in several movies that people no. love. She's evi- evidently failed at being oh. a movie star, and she's trying to save her career by going back to TV. That's she why I used her as an example. In a lot of rom coms, yes. so many. Yeah. She yeah. was so many. failed rom coms. The Ugly Truth. The Ugly Truth and Twenty Seven Dresses. Hey, I watched. I was no. the demographic no. for Twenty Seven Dresses. Was was Jennifer Garner? No, it was Katherine mm-hmm. Heigl. What? Yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> You're 100% wrong. She's on the fucking cover. She's in Knocked Up. Yep. Give me a break. But she's not a... I don't think she's a... Well, fuck. This is not about Katherine Heigl. I'm sorry I used that reference. (laughs) Jennifer Garner, a Christian actress now? She's a what actress? A Christian actress? I don't know. I feel like she Kirk Cameron. Am I wrong? (laughs) I don't don't think so. (laughs) Is she a movie star? Jennifer Garner? Kirk Cameron. Yeah, she's in stuff. I think she has gone that route. You might want to check up on her. Kirk Cameron's pretty intense reference. Revenge movie. Also, just so... Peppermint. 
<laughs> yeah, fucking didn't, peppermint. Didn't didn't make a lineup. Sorry, just peppermint. so you're aware. Nathan's mom's super Kath- into that. Menthol. Okay, what, Andrew? Catherine Heigl's uh, filmography includes Bride of Chucky. So when she was like twelve, yeah, that was oh, the, the success. Yeah. That is the best Chucky. That, that is, and it was the best thing she's done. I want yeah. mo- most recent, Andrew. Most. Recent. I think I think we're missing what what's happening. No, here. Something, shut up. I want to know. No, something's developing here. Uh, the yeah, something is developing organically here. We're talking about Catherine Heigl, <laughs> right? Uh, the Nut Job Two, yeah. Nutty by Nature. What What is developing organically is that the intern has an. an an apparent infatuation with Catherine Heigl. Intern, please well, please speak to this infatuation. The ugly truth is that for <laughs> one for the money, uh, I would go to Jenny's wedding. It would be home sweet hell, but I'm pretty sure Jack and Ryan would do a nutty job at the big wedding on New Year's Eve. Uh, you know, killers would be around. There would be 27 dresses. People oh, would get knocked up. up. In the ER. There, there'd be a ringer. There's some side effects, you know. Um, but the descendants, you just, you're just you, all I want to do is call you Andy after you do that shit. Seriously, would be Big Buster. Andy reading off her filmography like that. You know how there's like those companies where when a big blockbuster comes out, little shit company rushes to make their similarly titled crap movie to try and bank off some of the success. Her, she sounds like she's in that version of rom coms. But she's in two that are like constantly on repeat the ugly truth and 27 dresses um the clive owen one the the ugly truth knocked up in 27 dresses yeah or it wasn't clive owen what's the other what's his name there you go yeah yeah, Yeah. this question was about blake lively she's a fucking babe no matter what she does i think she's a tv star i think we answered that by losing interest in talking about her she has an awesome uh you know I think she's a cool chick just because of the way that her and Ryan, Ryan Reynolds are mm-hmm. together. Okay. I can't even think of who she okay. is. But and that's, I, but that's like tabloid fascination. No, no, no. Stuff. But I think about Blake Lively and I think I want to be her. She's amazing. And I think about Catherine Heigl and I think she's washed up piece of trash. <laughs> you know, Blake Lively was in the shallows movie where the shark does a full breach in the shallow water. All right. Amanda so can star. confirm. Heigl trash. Lively, yes. I think I think Lively still has some time to prove herself. Okay. I really I will, do. I will, Isn't Lively like coming out of TV going I, into movies? I, I will no, she's she was gossip girl and then she, you know, managed I, I will she say She was that, sisterhood of the traveling pants and I wanted to be her then too. Oh really? She does have more presence than Heigl. Definitely give it that. I think that she will dictate her own career depending on what decisions she makes. But and, I feel like Heigl is the example because she's like running back to television, doing pilot after pilot after yeah, pilot. Yeah, she left Grey's Anatomy early. Yeah. Like, I'm going to capitalize yeah, on I'm my fucking, fame. I'm the fucking shit. And no, she was you, in no, a bunch not. of movies yeah. and then she failed. So yeah. She failed and also word on the street is that she's a super biatch. Oh, she mind horned. So I think she might have been. She wasn't just so awful. Mind horn. Anyway. All right. Let's uh, let's move on, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for our lineup tonight. Um, Our headliner is very um, deserving of the original battle cry because the original battle cry is from Predator. And our headliner tonight is the Predator. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, wow. <coughs> Do it, Arnold. The Predator. Here we go. Do you know what my job description is? I'm in acquisitions. I look up and I catch what falls out of the sky. What's on the ship? Tell me about the mission. Did you see anything unusual? It's above our big ring. Do I get a cookie now? <laughs> Look, I get it. Something went down in Mexico. Nobody wants any witnesses. We need to know if you and your man pose a threat. We're rangers. Hey, Baxley, if your mom's vagina were a video game, it'd be rated E for everyone. <laughs> Isn't posing a threat. Kind of the fucking point. Predators just don't sit around making hats out of rib cages. They conquered space. But that's not what's on the horizon. Should I be worried? Rally. I think you know what is on the ship. <laughs> the ultimate predators. Light him up! We may die. We're still here. So come and get us, motherfucker. Nathan, worried or excited? Well, there's a lot to unpack here, <laughs> wouldn't you say? Oh, I think so, Nathan. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see here. You can call me Predator. Yeah. Where'd you fish that what? out? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I encourage all of you to go and look at the spoof uh, song about the Predator. Um, 
that it, you, you chose to use my name <laughs> for some strange reason. Um, it's uh, yeah. It's the band name is called Bone Cage, and the the song is called Nathan the Predator, and it, uh, it's you're the everyman. It samples many. Got a predator. Got a yeah. predator. They singing about here. <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> they they sample a lot of the scenes from the original Predator movie starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, and that's kind oh. of where I ended oh, up. You mean the only one worth watching? Well. That's an interesting point, and that, that's a part of the unpacking that we're doing here. Um, there is a lot of other Predator movies, and a lot of the Predator movies never came close to the original. The original was fucking fantastic, in my opinion. I fucking love the original Predator, and mm-hmm. this one is written and directed by one of the people involved in the original Predator. He was Hawkins, the first guy that died in the original Predator. He's also responsible for directing other movies and writing other movies. He wrote Lethal Weapon. He wrote uh, Last Boy Scout with Bruce Willis, which is horribly cheesy, but still fun. And Wait a second. He, Are you trying to change my mind? He directed uh, The Nice Guys with Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. And he doesn't have a horrible track record. I want to just throw away all the other shit. I want to throw away all the negative stuff about Predators franchise failures. And I just want to focus on the things that get me jacked up. This is Shane Black. He's returning to the Predator. Sure, there was reshoots, but we just learned that reshoots aren't necessarily negative. So... You you prep us? (laughs) He's trying to... prep us for this conversation? (laughs) I don't know what to do. I'm excited about the Predator because I want... I want to embody what the internet is embodying. And I can tell from all the comments about this movie that the consensus is please be good. Please be good. And I want to just join the crowd and say, please be good, excited. Because there's too much here. You know, Shane Black returning and having a good track record and the Predator franchise being cool. I just, I want to just say, please be good. Say I'm excited. Back away. See what happens. All right. Amanda? Well, I come in with a different perspective because I've not ever seen any Predator movie. Um, I know. I know. I don't know who I am sometimes. Um, Did you watch Terminator 2? No, we have a long backlog. We're trying to get through. My burden list is long. And it's full of just regular ass movies that the entire world has seen. You haven't seen the original <laughs> Predator, Amanda. I know. No! Get to the chopper! <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but because of that, I don't really have any sort of expectation of this. I have no... And you're aware of, like, the story, I get the it. cultural yeah, references. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get it. You know, thermo, blah, 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 bouncing around in trees. Right. Uh, nailed it. Got a gross mouth. Yeah. Worst, yeah worst, the best description ever. Worst summary ever. <laughs> Just, yeah, jumps from trees, bloody blah, blah, thermal. Thermal, I get whatever. It. Thermal. <laughs> thermal, whatever. I think it looks okay. Like, I think it looks fine. You know, it looks, you know, hopefully it's fast paced, action packed, like, you know, wacky, sci fi, whatever. I'm into it. I'll, I'll give it a go. Excited. All right. Before we toss, before we before you speak in turn, let me add in a tidbit because that's what I do as a host. I add information. Okay. Benicio del Toro was originally supposed to star in this movie, but he was replaced 
by the Boyd Holbrook guy who leads uh, the TV show Narcos. Continue. Wait, wait, wait. Who's the main white kid? Boyd Holbrook. That's his name? His name is Boyd Holbrook. And what else has he been in besides Narcos? I don't know. He's He's a Narcos. He looks fucking awful. Agent Murphy from Narcos. That's his... He's very small. He's what, sorry? He's, He's small. He's small. Exactly. And you know what? One of the trivia things from the original Predator is that Schwarzenegger felt that the movie was so successful because all the guys involved were so big and muscular. <laughs> He's right. Yeah. <laughs> was he in um uh, he was in Logan Pacific Rim? That's why Adrian Brody Last Predators was not very successful. <laughs> well We just watched We just that. watched that today and it, it tried to harness the original uh, concept, you know, guys in a jungle fighting a predator. Yeah, and trees. also I think it sh- it, it deserves an award for diversity because it had like somebody from every area like if it had all the big hunters of of earth like it had yakuza it had mexican it had everybody they still yeah, but they were all like they were on an alien planet at the same time right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no and it, it also killed them in like you know the proper you know mexican black blah you know it kept going the correct order and the <laughs> girl like performing oh like God. santeria <laughs> sacrifice on the mexican like that was meant to offend people i said that to offend people i don't <laughs> I don't really believe that, but and that's what they did. And in a shocking twist, the protagonist, the white protagonist, and the girl survived, so they can, yeah. you know. But the girl was not white, What's so there the, you isn't go. Isn't she the Fast and the Furious girl? Am I being... She was Latino. She was Latino. Was she Michelle Rodriguez? Oh, Michelle she? Rodriguez? No, she no. was not Le- Michelle Rodriguez. I her. thought she was probably the daughter of the first, of, of, of the lady that was in uh, the original Predator. Mm-hmm. But Amanda wouldn't know about that because she's never seen that great movie that came out in 1987 that she should be watching immediately. Right after Terminator 2. Intern. Uh, I just want to say, Chelsea, uh, Boyd Holbrook might be familiar because he was in TPP's The Skeleton Twins, TPP's A Walk Among the Tombstones, TPP's Gone Girl, TPP's Jane's Got a Gun. Jane Got a Gun. Sorry. Jane Jane Got a Gun. gun. Jane Got a Gun. TPP Morgan, TPP Logan, and now TPP the Predator. How do you feel, Nathan? He's been in a lot of trailers. And yet he still doesn't stand out. Is he a TV actor? He probably wasn't actually in any of the trailers. The only (laughs) thing that we can take from this is that the intern likes Boyd Holbrook. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't. Uh, It's because he has the word boy in his name. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, My name is Nathan. I am a predator. <laughs> yeah. I'm oh, glad that, that you said that you can about call me, yourself. You can call me predator. Also, uh, um, then, did you guys know that the voice of the predator in the original movie was the same person who did Optimus Prime's voice? Sorry, I'm just full of factoids. Go ahead, intern. Uh, the first 30 seconds of this trailer looks like the most B-grade made-for-TV movie that's happened, and then you see Predator's face, and you're like, yeah, that still looks uh, horrible. And then it's like it turns into a real movie. Shane Black has been on a decline since he started directing films. Uh, He started out with a bang, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Um, And I don't think he's got the edge of a Predator to make Predators. Also, a super Predator as the bad guy being the same, but a little bit bigger is kind of lame. So I'm really worried. Okay, so there's concerns. Um, this is also the first time 
Uh, congratulations, ladies. Uh, it's the first on-screen appearance of a female predator. How? Okay. Chelsea. <laughs> what did they do to distinguish the female predators from the she's male light. predators? Boobs. She's lighter skinned. But she's, does not, she's not wearing lipstick or <laughs> cooking in the kitchen or something, right? Slender. Like boobs, Nathan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like slamming tits. They're like, holy shit. <laughs> Slender, good hips. I wasn't aware that the predators were all male. Mm. I wasn't, I didn't even think about their gender at all. Mm. And now I've been informed that there's finally, (laughs) what I've been asking for to make me relate to these movies is a female predator. Up until now, they were asexual, assumed to be male. Whoa, why? I don't know. There was no dong. You're right. That's, you're making just because they're violent and aggressive. Yeah, yeah, you're making a valid point, though. We don't know. I'm we just don't saying know. that drawing attention to the fact that they were male is just making it worse. But anyways, I'm gonna say I'm worried about this movie. Oh my god! Because I went and I saw Predators in the in the theater, and I remember liking it actually. So when I watched it recently this morning, it was really upsetting to me. To realize what garbage it was. And I think that they're going in the wrong direction. Where Predators is bringing it back to the jungle. Trying to like reel it in. This movie seems like it's trying to blow it out. Like AVP or something. And that's that's not what I'm asking for. That's not what anyone's asking for. Can you share the story of the gentleman that was in the theater with you during Predators? Oh my god. So I went and watched Predators by myself. Because I couldn't find anyone to watch it with me. And a dude sitting like two seats away mansplained almost the entire movie to me <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh yes i'm gonna need help with this very difficult plot also why are you talking to me during a movie <laughs> <laughs> what did he say to you there's a scene in predators where he said a lot of things but there's a specific scene where the asian yakuza uh, yep yeah a samurai. He pulls out a samurai sword at the end. He he demonstrates that someone has chopped off a few of his fingers for talking too much. And the guy leans over and says, like, yeah, in uh, their culture, uh, when you talk too much, they cut off their fingers. And I'm like, yeah, they just fucking said that. <laughs> you stop talking to me after. <laughs> Anyways, I think that this franchise doesn't need to go on. The first one is so good. And it doesn't need any more sequels. It doesn't need a reboot. It doesn't... The Predator looks actually pretty lame with all of their tubes sticking out, like their hair thing that they have going on, their dreadlock something or the other. It doesn't translate, I don't think. And I think that they need to let it go. And so I'm worried and I'm not going to go see it in theaters. Okay. Maybe I'll go by myself and get... uh, Mansplained the whole thing? Mansplained by somebody. If you're lucky. Uh, Daniel, would you like to finish this off? And also, quickly, a trivia question. Do you know who was originally cast as the Predator in the original film? Uh, no. Jean-Claude Van Damme. What? Are but, you serious? Yeah. They, 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 went with, they went with some guy that was like seven feet tall or something, I thought. Yeah, they bailed on him because he was he was a bit whiny and he was too small. And tiny, yeah. He was whiny and too small and they bailed on him. But originally, JCVD was Predator. Oh, Predator could have been doing split kicks. Oh, man. I know. Split kick Predator. They went with him for the athleticism. That's right. Because they wanted to be like super agile and look crazy. But a lot of the stuff from the original Predator was like kind of on the fly, you know? Like they got out into the jungle and they were like, oh, this isn't going to work. Let's go this way. Like 
the the blood of the predator was supposed to be orange, but they went they they called an audible and went with uh, liquid from inside glow sticks and KY jelly combo <laughs> combo. Anywho, please regale us, uh, Daniel. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say this. Uh, love the original Predator. Um, Predator Two was fine. Uh, the Predators movie with Brody was. I saw that in the theater as well, and I remember walking out kind of disappointed. Uh, even though I'm totally okay with whatever direction that they want to go because the franchise is sort of loose and sci-fi. I figure you can do whatever you really want with it. But and I'll even say that I'm, I'll even defend Alien vs. Predator. I think I might be the only person. You're not. I haven't found anybody else that, that likes that movie like I do. Although the second AVP one is unwatchable garbage. Um, AVP was surprising. They I thought it was, actually... kinda, it was goofy as hell, but I thought it was kind of cool, like using... I don't know. I'll get into that movie later. But for this Predator, this one looks, I don't know, this one looks kind of awesome to me, actually. It's like big budget. They The Predator looks great. Uh, special effects look good, but they're still keeping it kind of like low scale. Like it looks like they're fighting him in like a police station or a military compound or something like that. Uh, and then, of course, I saw this trailer earlier today and I was like, Super Predator, there's the hook. <laughs> Which is just hilarious. They're like, we just made a bigger, more badass one. And you're like, okay, well, that's cheap, but uh, fuck it. Why not? Um, the only real thing that I, that I can think of is, doesn't it seem like when these movies were made in the past and that the reason that they were so popular was because <clears throat> they sort of wrapped it around like a, a weird giant action star. And now I feel like with these movies being made in this contemporary era where they're not quite reboots, but they're not quite sequels either, the movies are made around the the character itself you know like it's made around the predator when before this was made around arnold schwarzenegger mm. so i'm kind of like does this movie have the big beefy or at least if you don't have big beefy super charming and memorable like action hero to fucking kill it and have it be wrapped that's, around his shoulders or is it just going to be like oh predator's fucking cool and if that's the case that i hope is at least super violent which it looks i'm, I'm excited you plug Dwayne Johnson into the lead role of this movie, and everyone is jacked. Am I wrong? No. There I feel like that's, that would have worked, right? Yeah, it would have yeah. worked. Him like going, like, having like a fist fight with like a, a, a de-armored predator. And they they show him like dripping with sweat, covered in mud, like raising up from oh. a crouched position, and oh. they say, the hunt has evolved, and you're like, yes. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Instead, we have just a bunch of like forgettable pansies. You've got Cloyd Boydman. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, as much as I love him, Keegan Michael Key. Oh, I forgot about. It. Yeah, yeah, I do love him. You need you need a you need a humor guy. But I love him. He's great. I'm glad he's in there. But people attacked yeah. that line on the internet under the the hunt as a trailer. Or no, the E is for everyone. The E is for everyone vagina thing that Keegan Key did. But I can kind of tell from the trailer that that's like staged. Like he's staging that comment to get a fight between him and the other uh, uh, prisoners, so that they can get into a fight and cause a commotion. Okay, hold and, on a second. You and, just and create a car accident so they can get escaped, right? Holy shit! Did you what? just create a storyline? Is that the real storyline? Is that it's a bunch of prisoners? Mm. It a... smelled like the fugitive to me. Okay, because <laughs> actually, I wouldn't mind watching a bunch of prisoners. Get Ooh, broken is this Con out. Air meets Predator. Yeah, Con Air. Holy but they're like shit. military prisoners, like they're guys that like. <laughs> yeah. It looks like they kind of yeah. like defected or, or not that defected, defected from a mission or something, or got right. caught up in something. Exactly. Because yeah, that's the, the interesting. Mission, the mission in Mexico that they're being audited for that he's being 
uh, lie detector tested for, like they're all under investigation for that. And they're probably staging some sort of altercation to get, you know, the bus turned over and pull out fugitive style and, and cause a thing. I think, and that, then I think save the, joke, us. The, the joke is on the nose on purpose to cause a fight on purpose. Okay. Secluded prison, mm-hmm. bunch of military fugitives who have hazy morality, uh, escape and then have to save the planet from how many predators? Because hmm. well, at least no a predator and then a super predator and a lady just, predator. So three. Yeah, no, just, there's lady, <laughs> there's lady just predators. Lady predators. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it sounds great. Also, just to end this with um, Shane Black confirmed on Twitter that the film will be rated R, and went on to say, just to be clear, PG thirteen is for pussies. Spines bleed a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to tear spines out. Predator loves tearing out spines. Whew. Thank you, Shane. Thank you. Mm. All right. Trailer number two tonight is... Uh, it's a little uh, ditty from Detroit. Bam. Bam. We got ourselves some white Bam. boy Rick. That's something we know a lot about here on Trailer Park Podcast. White boys. Being white. Being white. <laughs> Crazy rich whites. <laughs> no, what's it called? White boy Rick. White, white boy. boy Rick. <laughs> Here we go. How come we stay, Dad? Yeah. Detroit. Some lion don't leave the Serengeti. Besides, it's going to be our year. I can kill it. You realize you're the worst father ever. I'm not going to let you ruin your life, Don. No drugs in the house. Everything's fine. Not fine. You're fine, Ma's fine. Don, you're fine. You're going to let her talk to you? I'm going to the goddamn house. Stay out of it. Put some clothes on, will you? We're going for custard. Y'all know who my dad is, right? Y'all know what he said? Y'all know your broke ass daddy. <laughs> what you said your name was? Brett. Hey, white boy Rick. You got some balls coming here like you did. You should come by the skating room sometime. But not like this. Look like you robbed the Kmart or something. You good, Rick. You wanna move weight? You come to me. My dad finds this, he'll kick my ass. Yeah, just make sure he doesn't find it then. Break it down, the dime rocks. Get yourself a crew and offload it before long. People know you're legit. It's Ricky. He won. You're going to get in too deep. Man, they're going to let you out. You talk, I'll know. Eight pounds, 14 ounces. That's what you weighed when you were born. First time I looked in your eyes, I knew you were going to be bigger than me. I knew your life was going to be bigger than mine. Look at this, Dad. Look how we're living. Let's hustle big. I know the players, and I know the game. Hey, come on, Dad. I can do this. And we can do this. We can fix our lives and be a family again. What do you say? this. 
Would you believe a 15-year-old kid was working for the federal government? But he was. Whoa! Whoa! Shit. Hey. What? You all got him? Chelsea, worried or excited? Nope. No, thank you. <laughs> I just... Although, as Nathan pointed out, that uh, track would be a perfect rollerblading song. <laughs> Roller skating. What's the difference? Time, um, time frame. Wheel. Uh, a quad alignment or an inline alignment. Rollerblades yeah. didn't exist in 1984. That's untrue. <clears throat> it's a bold face. They were line. cutting edge. They were avant-garde <laughs> for the rich only, the dangerous. I do think that the kid is cast <laughs> perfectly and that the music is hip with the kids, but it's a biopic. And I don't want to be tricked into the pace. I, uh, I've i watched American I? Sniper, whatever that movie was called with Tom Cruise in it. American Made. America Made. I don't know. It, it was awful. And that one, Black Mass. Awful. It's been a long time since a drug movie has really sold itself to me. And I don't think that this one is going to be able to do it. So I'm worried. Chelsea's worried. I'll come in behind that so that I don't sour this at the end. <laughs> I'm also worried. Um, not because it really looks bad or anything. I just have those exact same concerns and I don't want to get duped into teenage blow. <laughs> so I'm worried though. Same, same praises. I, I like the music. I think the kids well cast and I'm always down for like a slow motion, laser filled, uh, synth, synth music, uh, roller skating scene. Amanda. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure this, the, the song from the trailer that is the biggest hook of the trailer, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we listen to that on a regular basis in this house. <laughs> that was a, a shot at me. Yeah, Dana loves synth music. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure I want to be excited about this movie, but I can't because the pace of the trailer alone is too slow. And that's, the, I mean, you can't, there's not a bigger red flag for me. I know that I'm going to be bored with this 30 minutes in and I'm going to pause it and look and see that there's, who knows how long left an hour 40 an hour 40 left to go and no, i don't a, give a shit it's 116 minutes total that's not true <laughs> also that's false yeah no never mind it also seems like i mean i don't know anything about this person but we quickly go from like him just starting to him being an informant for the fbi like he doesn't last very long <laughs> I don't know. I I wish that I I wish that I wanted to see it, but I don't. It might be one of those ones that I turn on on a gloomy Sunday and watch by myself, and then I'm mad that I wasted six dollars running it. That's what I see happening. Worried. Hmm. Oh no, Nathan. You calling me out, huh? Yep. All right. How do you feel? Well, I feel like somebody here should put their hands up for Detroit. <laughs> I don't know how you guys feel about it. I'm excited. Everybody's worried about it, apparently. Andrew's excited. And you've got the turn. Yeah, I got the turn coming in behind me here. Um, well, let's be honest. This movie's about Grab a your waist. This movie's nice about a snitch. Done. So obviously the intern's going to be into it. Um, let me read a YouTube comment that I found. Uh, before the sentiment about this film reaches a certain zenith, I'm compelled to point out that the coke dope trade devastated Detroit in the 1980s. On top of the industrial divestment and the political isolation and systemic racism, 
let's not forget about those themes as we enter into White Boy Rick and our possible enjoyment of watching Walter Jr. from Breaking Bad sell drugs and snitch on people. This movie makes me want to roller skate and snitch on people. (laughs) And still crack. I'm excited (laughs) about uh, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, acting like a dirt bag. And I, that girl from yeah. Diary of a Teenage Girl. Yeah, Diary of a Teenage Girl. She's in there too. This, I don't know. This was on the blacklist. So the elitist inside of me, the part that's the part of me that still likes the Oscars must say excited. He feels compelled to say that he's excited about White Boy Rick. And I'm going to leave it at that. That's it. Intern, it's time for, time for to go, go for some custard. What do you think? We're going for custard. I think that... I'm ready for a coming-of-age drug story where this kid runs this town. This town that is in need of running. Right. Then he and knows, now. He, they he needed, knows the players. They needed a white person to figure it out. Right? They needed a white boy. A white. Rick. A white 13-year-old. To sell them all drugs and then rat them all out. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I also really, really like... Um, the sister from uh, Diary of a Teenage Girl. That's not the sister. Has, that's the no. girl. Well, his no, sister. No, he's calling him Belle the sister. Oh, like I sister. Like, I like her too. Uh, she's fantastic. Matthew McConaughey also in this trailer. I enjoy him quite a bit. I'm liking everything. I like uh, I like them introducing him. Hey, this is Rick. He's white. Um, it's funny. I was laughing. I expect to laugh for, you know, However long this movie is. Yeah, it reminds me of that time, but I don't TV see it show. here. It's like a, an hour and a half. That's perfect. It's the perfect horror time. It's 116 minutes. Amanda was right. Half an hour in, looks at it, 140. Close enough. Yeah. yeah. Excited. I'm nope. excited for some white boy Rick. Oh, a uh, quick side point. Predator, one hour 41. That's surprising. That's perfect action. It's a good length. It's positive length. Positive length. Okay. Well, thank you very much for your feedback, intern. We were all uh, waiting with bated breath and hanging on the edge of our seats. I know. Okay. Trailer number three tonight is a surprise. Uh, This is a movie that's been coming along for a while. It was on the blood list. (laughs) The screenplay. Uh, Okay. Uh, This one is a home invasion style film. Um, It is called He's Out There. He's out there. Here we go. You guys made it okay? Yeah, we made it fine. Hey, girls, it's your dad. He's on speaker. Hi, daddy. Hi, daddy. You better be calling from the road. Uh, Actually, I'm running a bit late. There used to be two families living out here. The boy went missing. About my age, name was Johnny. The crow laughed out loud and said, You silly little rat. Don't let the darkness hear you talking like that. Kayla, what is that? 
It's for Daddy. Laura? Maddie? Maddie? Hey guys. Hey guys. It's late. It's late. Can we just, Can we just prank me tomorrow? Prank me tomorrow? Get your hand out. Come on, let me see, man. Come on, let me see. Okay, okay, I got it. I got it. Mama? He's already here. Who, Maddie? Laura! Sean, is that you? Hey, guys. Can we just prank me tomorrow? All right, Daniel, worried or excited about he's out there. Um, I'm not as into the home invasion as I know Amanda is, and maybe some others are. Um, This one's a little tough for me. This might be a case where the trailer is doing the movie a favor. I don't get the vibe from the main actress that she's got the same kind of oomph that the actress from, say, something like The Babadook has. She's got it. What? She's right, like fucking she, got it. She's from The Handmaid's she, Tale, and she's got she it. She is from Twenty Four and Dexter. <laughs> Sorry, Andrew. <Yeah. laughs> she might be a TV actress. Um, <laughs> and that's why it's just one guy that's invading, or it's a group of people that were invading. I couldn't quite get a grasp it's on one that. Guy. It's John. His name uh, is John. His name's Johnny. His name was oh, his, that was the Johnny. Okay, so there's a boy in the woods. Uh, I don't feel like there's enough interesting here to really grab me. It might be kind of tense, maybe, but I'm gonna I'm gonna lean safe on this one. Go worried. Amanda, is there any home invasion love to be had here? I uh, I hope so. I don't love screaming little girls. Me That's neither. a turnoff for me um, because I just feel like they're just gonna be high pitched shrieking constantly. It's gonna drive me nuts. Right? Like they're not they're not yeah. gonna be able to help at all. So what's right. the deal with all these families? Anyways. Yeah. And am I supposed to... I don't like single-person home invasions because it's oh, it seems very impractical. Now, she is alone with two little girls who are annoying the fuck out of her. But you can outsmart a person, I would hope. Or at least be able to evade them. Put up a good fight. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't look... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It has the potential for some weird twist that it's not giving away, but I, I don't. I don't feel safe giving it that it much credit. It was on the, tw- the 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 blood list. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Is that the black list for horror movies? <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> it means that it was highlighted, and uh, the last house on the left director is the one that uh, took this script and and turned it into a movie. However, he's apparently using a pseudonym. <laughs> They, and which one? The original Last House on the Left or the 2000s remake? The, the, the remake. The Last House on the Left remake. But he's using a pseudonym as the director of this movie, which is 
uh, causing alarm with people. It's the whole uh, Alan Smithy thing where they wanted to disassociate themselves from the movie. That's usually not a good sign. Worried. But was this trailer better than The Nun? Yes. Okay. I'm excited. Even though this is a movie that I don't want and I didn't ask for, I want... I actually would be way more interested in this movie if it was just a bunch of teenagers camping Mm. on a lake. (laughs) He was looking for like a good old-fashioned slasher? Yeah. Talking about Friday the 13th. Because that's who this is. This is Jason. It's the same thing. It is. Johnny, Jason, same difference. Yeah. I don't like that they, you know, he tricked... He let the wife and the kids hang out, but he tricked the husband into... Some sort of murder fest. Is he dead? Is he not? I don't know. Is that what the thump was? I guess. That's what it seemed like. That's what they're implying, right? I did I say I was excited? Am I talking myself out of this? You said you were excited right out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah, you said excited and then proceeded to just sort of talk yourself out of it. You were galloping like a greyhound. Well, because I like the idea of a slasher movie, but it's not. And I don't care about the kids. And I I like her, the actress from The Handmaid's Tale. Yvonne? I, I've seen her give some emotion that I think she can translate into being horrified. But I think I talked myself out of it. I'm going to say what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Andy, what do you got? <sighs> Excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh... The thing that I do enjoy about this trailer is that it has given me a new way f- to say hi to the four of you the next time I see you. What's S- that? Stand outside in the dark in a mask? Yeah, and you'll pull out a piece <laughs> of paper from your mouth that says, hello. <laughs> yeah, is, is intern on yet? <laughs> <laughs> um, does this uh, trailer, did it come out in standard definition? Fuck you. Um, this trailer, this movie was on the 2014 blood list. All right. It's had a long journey. Yeah. Something apparently going they on. filmed it with a standard definition camera. There's something going on here. Okay. There's something going on. I don't know what it is, but she's good. But. Some of the scenes in the trailer look pretty good. It's better than The Nun. The Nun would have been a straight up worried. Whatever is going on with this movie, I feel like they've made a valiant effort to bring it to the table. Remember and that? I'm willing to put my knife and fork at that table. I'm willing to put my napkin next to me, and I'm willing to say, feed me. But I'm willing to grab my spork and shove this movie in your mouth, worried. That was really nice, Nathan. Do you guys remember that movie that we watched about the deaf lady, the deaf home invasion? Hush. Shut in? Yeah. Hush. I really like that movie. Oh, hush. I haven't seen that. Carry on. I'll get on it. I... Something about this trailer and the fact that I've been tracking this movie for a while and that the trailer showed up just in time deserves an excited from somebody. And I'm going to say I'm excited. Thank you. I was feeling really guilty. I am saying excited with the full acknowledgement that there's something going on here and it could absolutely be a travesty. But if not, if not, if this movie turns out to be a great home invasion film, then all of you should be ashamed of yourselves. I'm excited. <laughs> I said I was excited at first. I mean, I'll toss you some credit. I'm not gonna get. It. I'm not gonna go hard on myself. <laughs> I I also look forward to feeling the same feeling I have about myself all the time. Thanks, Nathan. Disappointment. Ashamed of myself. Okay. Well, trailer number four <laughs> is starring Blake Lively. 
uh, possible movie actress, quite possible also a TV actress. We're not too sure. It also has Anna Kendrick, and it's uh, it's a bit of a twisty twist. It's called A Simple Favor. simple favor. Here we go. A few weeks ago, I met Emily, this wonderful, elegant person. Our sons brought us together, actually. Come here, little dude. Can me and Miles have a play date today? Your drink? Does your kid drink? Maybe? I mean, it's never too early to start teaching. I think you're joking, but great. J'adore mon poisson rouge. Every time we do this, I feel so high tone. <laughs> Want to trade confessions? No, no. Come on. What's the wildest thing you've ever done? She is an enigma, my wife. You can get close to her. You can never quite reach her. She's like a beautiful ghost. Did you just take my picture? Erase it. I guess I'm probably not the kind of person you're normally friends with. Oh, you do not want to be friends with me. Trust me. Stephanie. I need your help. Uh, are you okay? I'm fine, but I, I do need just a, a simple favor. Can you come over? Yeah. Five days ago, Emily went missing. I warn you, you go poking around in her past, you're gonna find something that is terrifying. She was not a normal person like you or me. I've never seen such a beautiful girl want to be so invisible. I smell her, Sean. I smell her perfume like a ghost. It's just you being paranoid. I saw my mom. She told me to say hi to Stephanie. Are you aware that he took out an extra $4 million life insurance policy on Emily before she disappeared? People do terrible things for their own reasons. They thought you knew more than you were letting on. I want to know your secret. Amanda, where are you excited? I actually uh, requested that this movie make the lineup. And I'm so glad I did because, well, to Nathan's point, this episode about whether or not Blake Lively is a good enough actress for his screen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, I doubt that she's in this movie all that much. So probably doesn't matter. Like she's going to be there and she's going to be weird and mysterious. And then she's mostly going to disappear and come back in some twisty way. So wh whatever we feel about Blake is, is probably irrelevant. Um, I think it looks great. I'm into these sort of like girl duo, like beautiful women duo movies that seem to be coming out a lot right now. Um, and this one looks, I want to know what happens. I love Anna Kendrick. I want to know what sick fucked up thing she stumbled into with this woman and her husband. And um, yeah. Are they I like the, the, the music, is, too. Is Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively's husband fucking? I think so. Mm. I think that... Well, he was performing kind of lingus. 
<laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. And let me just please quickly clarify. I think Blake Lively has huge presence. I think my issue is that... Did you just say huge tits? Huge presence. Huge penis. Presence. Presence. I think the issue is that uh, she just hasn't been... I, I feel like there's something going on with Hollywood and these actresses that you need to pass through a certain gate before you can get like amazing scripts and stuff. And I, I don't know. She's definitely got the presence to be a movie star. I just don't know that she's had, when you look at her filmography, has she really had a, a, you know, a pinnacle moment? I, I don't know. I think she needs to take some supporting roles in some major blockbuster type shit or become a superhero or something. Well, it's hard for her to get access to Harvey Weinstein right now. Yeah, that's true. She uh, was also in the Green Lantern. Yeah, Yeah, we know. Thank you. That's where she met her meal ticket. Isn't... uh, Was that sexist? sexist? (laughs) Isn't it the other way around? I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that the poster screams lesbian affair. Am I right? That could be the twist. (laughs) Or maybe that like... This is a re- this is actually like a revenge tale. Like mm. maybe this is it's giving us like the untrustworthy narrator or whatever. So maybe Anna Kendrick has been fucking this lady's husband for a long time. Kendrick is evil. Yes, I like They've that. They've been planning to take her out, and then yes. she befriends. Maybe there's something a little bit of that yeah. going on. Also, so that this- that Asian actor can kiss my ass because he's well. He just became he just. He was like a, a guest host on some BBC travel show, and now he like established himself as an actor, immediately gets two lead roles. He's the lead guy from Crazy Rich Asians, and he's the he's lead male role in this. Like, Who does that? Who becomes an actor he's, and just gets two immediate like lead roles? He's a late show correspondent. He's not the lead role in this movie. Anna Kendrick is the lead male role. Lead male role in well, a female-dominated film. Then maybe but you're right. You he, he has been marketed. Say that American white women love like tall, attractive Asian men. Yeah, he's six foot one. Whoa. Yeah, I'm in. I'm well, excited. I I heard a reaction from both Chelsea and Amanda when I said six foot one Asian. <laughs> Not six foot Whoa. one at all, Nathan. I'm five <laughs> foot ten. He's a predator. He is a predator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Who's next? Was that an excited from Chelsea as well? Yeah, I'm in. Chelsea is in. I think I might be in too. Like, I really don't, not, I always am underwhelmed by Anna Kendrick. And then she manages to like charm me after I like get my arms uncrossed after like 30 or 40 minutes. <laughs> like, whenever she's in pitch perfect, I'm always like, oh, boring Kendrick. And then halfway through, I'm like, no, she's pretty funny. <laughs> but like, <laughs> So yeah, whenever I see her, she always adds like a, a like a pedestrian or mundaneness to the movie, and then I always find myself turning around on my initial thought. But yeah, I think they're hiding some sort of twist or secret in this, and I kind of want in. Plus, I'm a sucker for those type of scenes where one person thinks everything's going along great, and then they say something, and the other person is like, "What the fuck did you just say to me?" And like completely changes the atmosphere of everything, and you're like, "Oh no, they're a crazy person." <laughs> like, I, I like I like that kind of stuff. So yeah, I'm not a uh, over the moon going to rush out and see it, but I think I'll get dragged along to this and I'll be okay with it. Excited, dragged along. Well, just here, I'll bump your tires. Jack Hyde, the character from Fifty Shades Darker and Fifty Shades Freed, is in this movie as well. Oh, thank God! So for me to hold on. <laughs> there you go. Uh, intern, you want to go or you want me to go? Yeah, I'll go. Okay. Uh, sorry, I thought you would just uh, talk over me. Um, <laughs> 
I really enjoyed. So anyway, this movie was uh, was was directed by Paul Feig, and we all know Paul Feig's track re- record, right? Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, he destroyed Ghostbusters. Are we going to come back and remake this with an all male cast? <laughs> <laughs> and he made Spy, which I don't know could have been the air Spy conditioning. Funny, could have been the air conditioning, but I was sweaty and I hated it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say two things. Anna Kendrick is funny. And I hope that the twist is that she kills Blake Lively for real. Ooh, I'm down. Well, the YouTube... Uh, YouTube there, was, there, was, there was one YouTube comment that really stuck out to me, and that was some girl saying, I read the book, and this has serious twists, and you guys should take it seriously. Oh, you should, no. You now I have happy. to be worried. Why? I hate it when people come up to me and say, oh, you got to watch this movie. It's got incredible twists, and then as soon as you think you figured it out, there's another twist. A, enter the game. The only movie that ever did that was the game. And a simple favor. I mean, let's be honest. It's obviously not a simple favor, is it? That's the... Yeah. Huh? Huh? Thanks it's for a, mansplaining that to everyone. It's a complicated favor. Yeah. <laughs> looks like a big... Are your legs spread, Nathan? Looks like a pretty big favor to me. Doesn't look very simple. I would like to understand more. And despite the fact that Paul Feig is not a dramatic director and he's spent a lot of time dawdling around <coughs> ruining a lot of comedic films i'm gonna throw a flyer on this because i think that you know somebody who's had a lot of experience with direction and made a bunch of shitty comedies might come into his own with something like this and i think that blake lively has presence i like anna kendrick i don't care for this uh henry golding who got a free pass into hollywood somehow but we're going to ignore that because his character gets uh, ends up in in handcuffs in the trailer which was very satisfying nathan you sound very racist I'm not racist. Why does okay. he sound racist? <laughs> Every time an Asian comes up, he loses his mind. Well, I'm just saying he's yellowing up the whole cast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I'm leaning. I'm like 51% excited because Paul Feig is a, is a worrisome entity. That is the most worrisome aspect, yeah. yeah. But I'm going to say 51% excited. Mm. You're welcome to anyone that That's thought I might say That's a low bar. Worried. 51 well, shades of okay. <laughs> All right, five hole. Here we go. The Happy Time Murders. Was it the Happy Time Murders? Correct. Happy Time Murders. Here we go. I love singing and dancing. Hiya, folks. For 50 cents, I'll suck your dick. <laughs> Well, it's a great price. It almost makes me wish I had a dick for you to suck. Oh, take that as a yes. You two are the most decorated offices in this department. What do you say? Looks like a robbery gone wrong to me. This wasn't a robbery. This was a hit. Welcome. Someone out there <gasps> is killing puppets. Hey, handsome. You looking for some rotten cotton? I'm a woman. That's okay. Yeah, that's even better. Got a good time for you. 
gonna catch the bastards who did these murders. Those bodies are gonna start piling up. You're one of the best damn cops I've ever seen. I'll have your badge for this. I'm in the fucking FBI. Oh yeah, what's that stand for? Fucking big idiot? <laughs> It gets crazy, I'm gonna go crazy as shit. It's not just a fantasy! God, are you alright? I ruptured my hymen. This pure ecstasy. I'm not doing this. Do it! Oh, sorry about your dead human friend, Phillips. Good shit. Well, fuck me. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> is Phil Lamb? He's servicing a client. Is that what I think it is? Here I go. 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 I'm right here. I'm right here. In turn, worried or excited? Uh, just pre-ordering tickets right now. I reserve that that Blu-ray. Just gonna order the theater. Yep. Uh, this looks fantastic. It's like um. A mainstream meet the feebles what? with like a a hip story. Uh, how can you not be excited for that? You know what this looks like? It looks like uh, Paul Feig is directing a Muppets movie for adults. <laughs> wow! Uh, so That's pretty excited. I uh, hope that doesn't change anyone's mind. But uh, this looks hilarious. I laughed a lot. I plan to have a good time with some Muppets. Excited. Hmm. Who's okay? I'll step in. Um, well, you know, I really had a a rocky road with this trailer. Mm. The first time I watched it, Nathan was forcing me to watch trailers, and I was grumpy and I wasn't into it. But over time, mm. the coming scene at the end doesn't bother me that much anymore. The second coming makes me laugh. <laughs> the lightheaded part yeah. makes me oh, laugh. I'm lightheaded. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually think that <laughs> Melissa McCarthy looks really well cast. Mm. And the banter seems... Mm. Could it get exhausting? Yeah, probably. It's like trying so hard to be adult that eventually you might be like, yeah. Right. How, am I going to be immediately tired of the word fuck? But he kicks that guy in how, the balls over and over again. How many hookers, hooker puppets can there be? In one yep. movie. Mm. That's rotten three. cotton. Is it a half measure? Because we're talking about the difference between regular Muppets and Team America. So mm. is it Team America or is it in the middle? And if it's in the middle, is that even worth watching? Yes. No, because I feel like with Team America, if you didn't find it funny, you could fall back on the fact that it's one of the most extensively impressive and expensive puppet or more. <laughs> marionette films ever made but i don't know who's gone nathan did what was your actual answer my actual answer is that i'm hesitantly excited only because the the people involved like maya rudolph and joel McHale 
And I mean, Melissa McCarthy doesn't usually 100% do it for me, but mm-hmm. Joel McHale and Maya Rudolph, for some reason, are like pointing my barometer towards excited. Because I don't think that they just automatically sign up for bullshit. They're usually genuinely, consistently pretty good. And I don't think that they sign up for a script that's absolute dog shit and full of fucks and sucking dicks and all that jazz, although I'm sure that's going to be there. There was a path for this movie. It had a tagline that said, No Sesame all street and they got sued by sesame street (laughs) that was in the trailer though and they won the lawsuit and i think that there's a chance that this could be funny and i'm gonna take the chance i'm all about chances tonight i gave white boy rick a chance i gave he's out there a chance i gave a simple favor 51 percent chance and i'm gonna seal the deal i'm gonna give this a chance i'm gonna say will billion give this episode a chance though are you trying to say that 103 is tarnished in some way? Am I saying it's three too many? No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> that excited, Nathan? A, 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 a hesitant excited? Tepid. Tepid excited. Tepid excited. Chelsea? Yep. A, yep from Chelsea. Amanda? I don't know. I don't know what. No, I don't want it. <laughs> There's something about, and I've seen these trailers it feels like i've seen i started seeing these trailers like a long long time ago and i don't know what it is but there's something about these that i find full-on off-putting like they really this movie really bothers me i i hate it (laughs) passionately hate it and i like melissa mccarthy and and i like everybody in it but i'm like what in the fuck is this I don't. I don't know what. I don't. Maybe there's. There's obviously something wrong with me. I, I. I'm worried. This might help for me to put it in, in just protective for everybody else. Her reaction. We recently just rewatched Roger Rabbit, mm. which is an excellent like animated cartoon, real world crossover. Well, they create a a deep world. They create a world with a lot of depth and history to their relationship with each other and stuff. And I don't see that happening in this one. Right. So I think it carries like an extra offense in that it's trying to encroach in that sort of genre territory, but going about it so half fast or foul or that's a worry from you, right? Ben? <clears throat> foul. Gonna, yeah. I'm gonna throw a worried in here for myself as well, just because I kept hearing you talk about this trailer. This is actually the first time that I've seen it. And I did. I wanted like a nice crossover, but there's something like too sausage party about this to it me. It just seems too yeah. crude. It just seems too... It's too like, look at all the silly string coming and the fuck and we're going to fuck and fuck and I'm a puppet that says fuck and I'm going to suck my puppet dick. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, I, I did laugh when uh, McCarthy did that line and he was like, fuck me. And she was like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> like uh all the subtle humor and stuff but I, I, who knows i might I, I feel like i will eventually end up watching this though just to see how far they take it or how weird it gets hmm. in the hopes that i'm wrong but yeah I'm, I'm, I'm going worried so you're watching roger rabbit but you're not watching terminator 2 that's, <clears throat> that's actually one of the comments on youtube is uh why isn't seth rogan in this <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And also, I pulled this one comment from YouTube that is uh, amusing. It says, this is an abomination. To corrupt something as beloved as the Muppets is nothing short of cultural Marxism. (laughs) As As society descends into madness, the sickly swine of Hollywood will only produce more vulgar, unfunny, disgusting monstrosities such as this. Maybe. Uh, 
isn't it saying something that it is actually the director of like all those Muppets movies? It's no, it's Brian Henson. It's the son of Jim Henson. And there's a bunch <laughs> of comments about that too. It's like, oh, Jim Henson's rolling in his grave. Fired <laughs> up the son to fuck up his father's legacy. Yeah. But he directed the Muppets Christmas Carol. Isn't and... Jim Henson the guy <laughs> who did Labyrinth and Dark Crystal? Yeah, and he That's invented he invented the Muppets. Yeah. Yeah, I think I don't, I don't think it's something he's rolling in his grave from what from what I saw. It didn't look like, like they used any like Kermit wasn't in there. Yeah, there's no like offering super to suck th- dick. memorable characters. Right, they made new Muppets. Yeah. Although if Kermit was in there offering to suck dick, it would I'd be better. Be, be all right. He just like runs out of a room. You just see like bloody sheets in the background with like <laughs> Miss Piggy's body half laying off the edge of the mattress, and he's freaking out. Floppy green dick, like a predator puppet, and Miss Piggy's <laughs> hanging from the ceiling from her legs. Okay. Uh, intern, are you excited or worried about the Muppets? He went first. He went oh. first, and he already said he was yeah, well excited. Done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well that done. happened. Okay. Well, let me just uh... pour another one. <laughs> Fuck you, intern. You're fired. <laughs> that happened already. I wasn't here for it, but you know. You can call me Predator. All right. <clears throat> Welcome to the round table, ladies and gentlemen, where we chit-chat about movies and nonsense. We used to do other things, but we don't do them anymore. We just have an open forum where we talk shit. And right now I want to hear them, some talk about the Meg. Because Chelsea and I are debating whether or not we're going to go to it tomorrow morning. We know that Daniel and Amanda have seen the Meg, and we are basing our decision tomorrow on their feedback. Please, regale us with uh, the Meg. The Meg. Amanda, you want to take it off? My clothes? Yep, right now. Okay. Uh, We saw the Meg today. We went for a little matinee, a little date day. Uh, We we enjoyed it. It was fun. It, um, I wish that it had been a little bit more oomph. Um, I think it suffers from a PG-13 rating. uh, So it wasn't as violent and, and crazy. In, the, in that respect as I had wanted it to be. But I still enjoyed it. Jason Statham is a super goober in it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is one of the weirder things. Like Even though this movie is all about giant sharks and people dying underwater left and right, uh, Statham is like at his cheesiest stepdadishness. Yeah. Like he's lots of scenes of him like really having a heart to heart with this little girl that's on the facility and just like a lot of just smiling and feeling warm love for her. Really weird seeing Statham just be that guy. <laughs> Being sweet. It's yeah. weird. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, the, the, the issue, I think, the main issue is this. Uh, as far as like a big blockbuster shark movie, it's totally fine. It's actually even a little bit better than I expected in that regard. Is it the goofy, over-the-top nonsense movie that you want? No, mm-hmm. it's not. Mm-hmm. So acceptable, not offended, but... Uh, underachieved in regards to the negative scale. Yeah, because it's not super gory, you which you kind of want, but there's a lot of death in it. It's mm-hmm. definitely just scooping up people and eating lots and lots of crazy shit. <laughs> it's just, you did, want 
you know, uh, how do I? And say? the premise is is stupid enough to be funny. Yeah, the premise, yeah, is what makes it like <laughs> right on the border of of goofball, but they don't quite take it there. Uh, I don't know if we should hmm. give the premise away, hmm. but <clears throat> I think the funnier realization and this might be reason enough for you in particular nathan to want to go see it just for research sake for this show because we both looked at each other we walked out of it and went uh this is a global movie yeah this was this it it has global appeal yeah they made this for all markets yeah you're talking about and so for that reason it'll be very successful like specifically about diversity is that where we're going here well but the asian China. market in, in particular like it's uh, yeah half the characters in this movie are chinese and they seem like they might actually be like real chinese actors because their english is not great but it's pretty good but just enough for you to be like do you guys pluck these guys out of the chinese acting market <laughs> it's amazing how much focus is on race nowadays because when we were watching predators earlier today i mean it was made in 2010 and I don't think anybody applauded it for its diversity, but fucking A. I mean, they pulled somebody from every part of the globe to, you know, an example of a hunter from every part of the globe and dropped them on the alien planet. Like, it was an example of pure diversity. Sure, there was a lack of female characters, but it hit the mark on every other area of the of the planet. This definitely has the diversity. There's there's one of everyone in here. Hmm. How did Rain Wilson do? Meh. He's kind of a hero. Yeah. I felt that in the trailer. That's a shame. That's a shame. He would, have, he would have done better if this in Deep Blue Sea. I think that the problem, like in this in this movie, he's like the billionaire person who's funded all of this. I wanted him to be like a, a one a, of the lackeys that worked. A la- on the, yeah, yeah, a silly engineer, like a um, awkward you know, sonar a, guy. Yeah, like um, <laughs> what's his face that's dead from Twister. Yeah, he, he would have been the good character to be the one that works in the middle of the ocean and can't swim. Right. <laughs> that's gr- that's a great pull. Philip Seymour Hoffman from Twister. That's yeah. great. That's what I wanted Rain Wilson yeah. to be, but he's not. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, what, plaid, plastic plaid lawn chair guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the climax of the scene takes place in Thailand. Mm. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to take that away. And it's upsetting. About, can't totally recommend it hmm. it's, it's not you know it's not like uh it's not so generic that it's bad either it's kind of it's kind of just an odd movie but i think the global marketing aspect of it i think would interest you nathan just alone <laughs> it's got a veneer on it where you're like why does this feel oh it's as appealing to as many people as possible that's why hmm. and that's going to be a trend moving forward so you're saying this could be a trailblazer could be an example maybe hmm. i'll say this the more one of the more interesting parts was not even the movie itself it's that before the movie started during before the trailers and everything almo draft house will usually show like a montage of theme other things and so they had like best shark fights in movie history that they kept showing different snippets of hmm. and this reminded me that of horror movies from the 70s especially like italian and european horror movies from the 70s there was like no rules on anything so you see some of the craziest shit and they showed this clip from an old Italian horror movie called Zombie where they just have an actor in zombie makeup and there's just like this eight minute long scene of him just battling with a great white shark and trying to eat it because he's a zombie lost in the ocean and doesn't have anything else to do. And it's truly just a dude wrestling with a great white shark. <laughs> And then also acting like a zombie and trying to like eat it. And he has his mouth right next to the shark's mouth. 
<laughs> and then puts like a fake arm in the shark for it to bite off and it looks fucking real and you're just like oh my god there's no rules in the 70s i recently i recently listened to a podcast about jaws and i think that what you're referring to must have been like late 70s because i think yeah. jaws had this global like nuclear impact on the world the way they describe people who were alive when Jaws came out in the summer, it was the birth of the summer blockbuster. Nobody had ever done that before. It, it devastated people who go to the beach. They It, it manipulated them into thinking that sharks were going to eat them when they went swimming at the beach. Mm-hmm. It caused terror. It like, it like, you know, disseminated across the, the globe and just had a massive impact. And I think that all of those things you're referring to must have been late 70s. It must have been like this explosion of, of uh, cheesy horror shark movies that landed in the wake of Jaws. I'm sure. It's just fascinating to think about how much impact that you know old movies have on culture and how now they seem to be chasing culture, whereas in the past they created it. Or Yeah, you know, that's kind through... of the problem with being so self-reflective of this internet era, is that right. we loop back on ourselves and destroy yeah. everything with meta-analysis before it has a chance to become culture. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's very difficult now for movies and films to have an impact socially, you know? And I don't, I mean, hey, maybe that's a question we should ask at right. the end of the every Oscars episode. The Oscars are trying to correct that for us. Right, yeah, yeah. But at the end of every episode, just say, did any movie in tonight's lineup feel like it has a chance to impact culture? In any way. Despite the silver shard that Nathan laid down, I would have to say no. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chelsea, uh, you and I both watched <laughs> two movies recently that were two for two, in our opinion. And I'm... I think that everybody here has probably watched them already. But we watched Thoroughbreds and The Killing of a Sacred Deer, and both of them were on, were executed very well. Really enjoyed both. Yeah, we saw one of those, didn't we? Wait, uh, I've seen both of them. You didn't watch Thoroughbreds with me. You watched mm. Killing oh. of Sacred. Mm. Thoroughbreds is great. Yeah, tip top. Fucking, I don't know what it is. It's like, it is like the trailer. The pace of the trailer translates itself pretty much perfectly into the pace of the movie. And the actresses that play both roles are great. spot on. Mm. They really are. I remember being so weirded out by like the writing the dialogue writing in uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer. Oh, <laughs> the dialogue is so weird. It's yeah. so, it's intentional oh. though, yeah? Yeah. No, all all first, of his movies are like that. First 30 to 45 minutes of Killing of a Sacred Deer, I was like, okay. Nathan wasn't in. I was in there's from the something, beginning. There's something specific going on with the dialogue here. He's writing it in a very specific way. But the minute it started to twist, the minute the, the movie started to twist and go down its path, I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. I accept it. It's this so is, interesting. This is pretty solid. Because the is dialogue really is like so polite mm-hmm. and specific and intentional. Every single mm. thing every character says. Yeah. It's the get thrown off because they're like, okay, now I'm going to act like I'm passed out on drugs so you can fuck me. <laughs> yeah. It's, well. it's the consistency of the dialogue that allows the allegory of the whole movie, the theme of the movie to just like kind of bubble up to the surface almost like a like a froth on a cappuccino what just roll with it yep i agree <laughs> what you guys don't think so I, i'm getting a feeling from amanda's silence that she didn't like thoroughbreds that much i i've already said it was great oh 
Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I only great. care about things after I watch them. So you have to repeat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a couple months. I, I'm not as fresh on it as I was. Well, it is. They, they're, both of those movies are very good, though. We were on a streak where yeah. we were watching movies and being disappointed. Yeah. And then back to back, bam, bam, we watched Thoroughbreds and The Killing of a Sacred Deer. And yeah. we were like, thank God. Yeah. Movies are Ugh. good. Wow. This is great. And then we watched Oblivion with Tom Cruise and we were oh. like, oh. Oh. <laughs> I do not like that movie. Two for three. Two yeah. for three. Just slugging through yeah. that fucking two hour. Also, God, I throw that in the garbage, but uh, Edge of Tomorrow on. <clears throat> also, I have to throw a shout out here quickly to Better Call Saul. It just launched its fourth season. And it's so good. I started rewatching. Um, some of it, we, we started rewatching season three and I ended up rewatching a whole bunch of it, pretty much all of it. And, oh, just it, nice. I started going down Breaking Bad too. I'm just, I'm, uh. Well, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul are different entirely, mm. although they're spinoffs. Better Call Saul's feel, its mood is like this noir, dark humor mixed with drug deals and complex relationships and interesting mm. quirks. I don't know. Yeah, it's I just like so unique. The the writing and in so... Breaking Bad is is exceptional and in Better Call Saul it's more subtle, but he's taking it to another level. Like it's just ah, it's just great. Just great. Well, it's funny. Better Call Saul is funny. Mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. And Breaking Bad is not funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean Brian Cranston and uh, Aaron Paul can kind of, you know, Right, they had their banter moments. Yeah, banter. watching uh, Cranston throw open the door of the RV and his little tidy whities and yeah. <laughs> apron on. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, that scene is the feel of Better Call Saul. <laughs> Odin Kirk is is more relatable. He's more. I, I don't know. I find like I'm more connected to the Better Call Saul character. Like I go back. I started watching Better uh, Breaking Bad again, and I got to the first episode that Oh my God Saul so shows up in. And it's so crazy because he's like all out criminal lawyer, like fucking douchebag. (laughs) And in Better Call Saul, it's showing you, you know, where he comes from and who he was before he became Better Call Saul. And like after you watch three seasons of Better Call Saul, you forget that he was a fucking douchebag. Yeah. (laughs) Like a real big douchebag. Like that ass. Yeah. Yeah, you go back to Breaking Bad, and you're like, oh shit, that's where he's, he's that. Headed. You know, you remind yourself of where the character's heading towards, which is, you know, you're killing me with that ass, secretary. Yeah. Francesca. <laughs> Francesca. <laughs> oh, he's fantastic. And there's like, this. Well, really- I don't take bribes right away before I know who you are. But hey, you drag me out to the middle of the desert, you dig a hole, you put a gun to my head with with the clavicles. He sees it as a negotiation tactic. Yeah, I understand what you're talking about now. I get it. Yeah, I'll take your bribe now. Sure, I'll take your money. There's this really interesting relationship in Better Call Saul Two, where his brother has an intolerance and like an hyper elect- hypersensitivity to electromagnetic energy. <laughs> So he lives, his house has all the lights turned off, all of the plugs unplugged. Mm-hmm. He uses lanterns. He gets people to leave their cell phones on the mailbox outside. Yeah, you have to ground yourself before you enter his house. Which <laughs> sounds ridiculous, but it's actually really hilarious and endearing. Yeah. And yeah. Anyways, watch it if you haven't already. Ugh. Yeah, if you haven't seen an episode of we Better Call Saul. We could go on. 
We could continue, but it would be better no, if you just... It's all my to-do. I've seen, like, I think half the first episode, and I remember being like, yep, this is quality. I'll come back. <laughs> and four years went by. Yeah. Indeed, it does. It's, it's totally worth it. It'll... You can cruise through it, too, yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah. After you watch, like, an episode or, or, or two, you just start to, like... Well, how many episodes are even in the first season? Settle in. Seven? Six? Uh, they're ten. About ten each, but it's it's a great um, you know you guys if if you want something to watch together you know <laughs> we're not talking about uh, you know that Netflix show what is that called Altered Carbon Altered Carbon yeah this is not an Altered Carbon situation this is a, a Daniel and Amanda together you know embracing... which by the way has a book Altered Carbon Altered Carbon is a book yep I saw oh. it in chapters and I was like maybe the concepts that are so cool in the TV show but don't really get fleshed out that well are really good in the book. So I'm going to read it and I'll get back to you. Hmm. I saw something interesting about Alter Carbon. They are they have renewed it for a second season with a different actor as <gasps> the lead role. What? I haven't seen the last couple episodes of Alter Carbon. Me neither. But I think that maybe this is the one show where you could do that. Well, it's a sleeve. Yeah, you could put them in whatever Sleeves and all that jazz. Yeah, you could you could pull an audible and go to a different actor, no problem. And that's what they're doing. But is it because that guy's bad? Because I like him a lot. I don't know. Maybe there's something that happens at the end of the first season that forces them to change well, the I actor. don't like you implying that it's because I'm they called an audible and we're like, oh, he's oh, not working. That's right. No, I did imply that an audible was called. I apologize. It's Daniel? also Nathan's current favorite phrase. Calling an audible? Well, mm-hmm. Amanda, yeah. you and I both know it's football season. <laughs> <laughs> you understand. Amanda, can you please regale us with more information about Nathan's idiosyncrasies? <laughs> yeah, as they yeah. happen in real time. I need, I need to know because I'm blind to them now. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we loop back on a conversation we promised to have many months ago? Hmm. Yeah, like forever ago. Okay. Since we all were coming at this particular film from uniquely different perspectives. Is we it finally Deadpool? Saw, we, know we finally saw Annihilation. Oh. <sighs> So excited. Okay. What's that? Should I really uh, know what that is? You, you already saw it, I think. I thought you were, were read it. Natalie Portman. <gasps> and you read the books. You should. Oh. Yes, you should know what it is. I did read. I haven't read the third book yet. But I have a, a sneaky oh. suspicion that the. You should. I'm going to, Andrew, fuck off. It's it's way better than the second one. That's the good. second one is fucking awful. Garbage. Yeah. I got through it and I threw it as quickly as I could down on the ground and kicked it under my bed and I couldn't even open the third one because it was so awful. (laughs) It's so much better. Okay, go on. Sorry. Go on. Is it? Is it? I kind of grouped the third one with the second one. I feel like I feel like there is a study in the books. There's a steady progression toward I can't pay attention anymore. Oh no! Really? You answer nothing. You give me nothing. Even at the end, tell me there's some sort of explanation at the end. When was was the last time that Andrew's... If you want an answer or or anything resembling a a conclusion, don't read it. (laughs) You know, if you need to have your life spoon-fed to you and all the answers given... (laughs) Or if you want like another 300 pages of listening to an author describe nothing... Mm. But, well, doing, but, but, totally doing a, do but doing it really beautifully, just at the end of the day, just describing nothing except for like ethereal connections to alternate dimensions. So in the movie where they, we've all seen it, right? In the movie where they explain that there's some sort of prism that light refracts in and that's why this stuff is happening. That's not in the third book. 
No. I know. I, 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 I okay. I'll just jump yeah, in on just my. Tell me how I feel about the movie. Yeah, do it. That I hated it. Oh, oh me too. Like viscerally hated it. So hated it. <laughs> Couldn't watch yeah. it. Okay, Gag good. reflex. But is that can can you quantify whether that's because you read the books and it was conflicting with that, or whether or not it was because you just hated the movie as an experience? But both, because okay, so I thought the movie was just on its own because I accepted that the movie was obviously going to be very different. I I, I knew that going into it. But then it was so wildly different that it's like you just slapped a name onto this completely different story that's not good. And the, there's so little in terms of events that actually take place in the book that you're like, you could have done, you could have mirror imaged this book, no problem. Why didn't you? Why didn't you? Yeah. I, I, the choices that were made didn't make any sense to me. And, um, that's really upsetting because I've been holding on to the fact that I haven't read all three books yet and that I assumed <coughs> obviously it was named after the first book, but it encompassed the whole trilogy. So that's why, you know, like the um, the tunnel, that base that they found. It's been a long time since I watched it. There was some sort of base where like there were arm limbs sticking out of it and some sort of vortex they were implying, which I assumed was the Southern Reach in the first book. Hmm. And that the, what do they call it? The Shimmer? Yeah. Well, here's, here's, a, here's a story in a nutshell. Okay. Is that a weird little alien meteor travels in to Earth by fluke or, you know, we, didn't, we don't ever really know. It embeds itself in a lighthouse lantern and spreads its alien disease from there, which it infects a particular person it, first. It infects a person first, and then that person the becomes like a guy. weird alien, like crawling blobular creature that can mirror DNA and create clones of other creatures. And then slowly as that's doing that, it's also spreading around the environment and contorting everything into like So is that in the third book? Mammalian creatures until it eventually encompasses the whole earth. Is that I mean, yeah, I guess that's the idea. That's the implication. You don't get an actual answer for anything, but is that <clears> in the third book that the lighthouse guy was? It becomes yeah. the crawling guy. That he becomes the crawler. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the genesis of the whole thing, but it all stems from a meteor that has like alien DNA so, or on it. Yeah. But then there's also an implication that, like, depending on how you enter Area X, you might actually be not on Earth anymore. What? But they never really clear that up because there's another entrance to Area X. Right, like, the one they enter in at the end of the second book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that it might be some sort of portal to, but who knows? I just hate <laughs> the guy in the second book. And the the instant that I knew the third book had him in it, I was like, I hope it's not from his fucking perspective because I hate him more than He's anything. like a big baby with most of that he's, book, too. Yeah, he's, he's like, oh, you're taking me on these adventures. I don't like it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess he does resolve everything in the end by possibly killing himself or sacrificing himself by jumping into some weird prism vortex. Thank Isn't God. That happens at the end of the third book. He like jumps into like the weird light at the very bottom of the the upside down flesh castle. Right. The tower or the tunnel, we're not sure. Yeah, and that does something and we don't actually know what that does. We don't know if that fixes everything or accelerates it to complete yeah. annihilation. We don't know. So there's no physics, light, refraction, no explanation as to why Area X is the way no, it is. No, the impression I got from the, from the books was that it was like it just alters DNA. I mean, yeah, there's no. It seemed like it was a dimension interfering with our dimension, 
and it was overtaking ours. That's what it seemed like from the mm. book. But the movie is the movie's just bad. Like, just why bad. did you make the central character? Why did you change her so much? I know. She was telling because she was weird and she was a cool female character yeah she was an awesome female character and you turned her into this like pining woman who's like yeah, so about her husband yeah who's like, distraught over her husband and the fact that she had an affair like no <laughs> i was really pissed because i was like that's not why she went in there they pretty much explicitly say that's not why she went in there yeah yeah <laughs> and this the, you had so much potential to make it so disturbing it's so terrifying at first about what is possibly mm. happening inside of Area X. It's making everyone go insane and hallucinate and murder each other and not just murder each other, but like mutilate each other yeah. and themselves and not recognize it. And it's like uh, you just like bypassed all that. It had the potential because the area in which the first book exists is really small. It's just the camp to the lighthouse. That's it. Yeah. It's really yeah. confined. It's really it, it has builds a lot of paranoia, especially between like the hunter and the girl and like people are disappearing and they don't know why or who is doing everything, if anything. Yeah, and there's a sense that even though it's only four close little locations that just going from one to the other, you have the potential to get lost yeah. and probably absorbed. <laughs> yeah. But the book or the, but the movie explains it like it's this vast expanse they're transporting or they're trans what's the word I'm looking for? Just like Moving around. Jesus. Traversing. Traversing, Amanda. <laughs> They're transporting. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they find that video with her husband in the movie. Yeah. yeah. That was I them think, trying to touch okay. on what I just said. I think this whole thing is fascinating. Wait, I want to say one more thing before you talk. Okay. I want to say... Wait, what did I want to say? Traversing? <laughs> I did Traveling. say that really aggressively. I did. Video husband. These are the buzzwords that should be bringing. Okay, fine, you go. But okay. I'm going to remember. All right. As the only person on this podcast that has not read any of the books, I find this whole thing fascinating. Because every comment that you guys are making is about comparative relationship to the books. And I loved this movie. Okay. Like, at the end of it, I was like comparing it to 2001. <laughs> That's just because that that weird ass final scene. Maybe we could almost cut that out of this movie because I like that scene too. Possibly, yeah. And then that, what and I that had is to say. that is the thing that's causing uh, reminiscence of two thousand one. Absolutely. Go ahead, Chelsea. I like the scene where the the boar animal bear thing was like saying their name or saying help or whatever and like oh, stalking yeah, them in the cool. chairs. That was awesome. kind of creepy. Yeah, yeah really like, creepy. But it's not it's not to shut anything down. Like I, I totally appreciate the conversation you guys are having and I totally understand. Like there's a massive issue apparently. But it's but, not like the books are better. That's not really what it's about because the books obviously aren't better. They're not that great. I don't know. I, all of all of Alex Alex Garland's Garland's comments have been pretty cryptic. It's it's difficult for me because I don't have the ability to communicate with you guys on the book level. So I don't really all, all I can do is tell you that the guy that didn't read any of the books and is also a avid Natalie Portman fan. <laughs> unrelated. Unrelated mm -hmm. is uh is fully on board hundred percent with it was... this movie. I was I, I enjoyed it and was subdued by it and hypnotized by it and it was I, so awkward when we left the theater because he loved it so much and I yeah. hated it so much. I embraced it. <laughs> I embraced it completely. And that's, I don't know. I mean, 
I mean, uh, I'm I'm willing to enter- entertain the idea that I'm wrong <laughs> from the perspective. No, no, don't do that. Well, I'm, it's, I'm willing. It's one of four good movies that have come out this year that I've seen. Well, what? I'm just I'm just Even willing. Just talking about the movie on its own. At the end, what happens? She like drops a grenade, and that's it. Like you're you're trying to tell me that for years they've had this out here and they haven't thought maybe we should try to blow it up. Like that, the ending to me of the movie, setting aside everything I felt about the mo- the books, whatever, what have you, and the flower the people, was silly. It was stupid. Well, maybe I, maybe I need to rewatch the movie to understand that comment. But it's my understanding that nothing could penetrate the shimmer from outside. You had to be inside, and that people that went inside went crazy, and that she was the only one that made it to the lighthouse. That's what I think the movie should have been about. It should have been a, just. Like, like a it, thing. Like it, I, I felt no logical, and I, I would attack a movie if, if it had logical issues. And I don't, I, I don't know. Like I may have missed a detail because it was pretty complex. It was pretty, uh, I don't know, detailed, scientific, like sci-fi wise. So I could have missed something. I don't know. I'm just like it's my understanding that nothing could impact it from the outside. They tried. People went in. They went crazy. And she was the only one that made it all the way. So to say that. Whatever she did when she got there, she was the only one that got there. So I don't know if that applies. Yeah, there's like a there's a whole element though, and, it, and it, it, I, we do all these comparisons, and to me it doesn't really matter comparing it to the book at all because if I were to write this as a movie, I would change it from the book as well because there's some vagueness to the book that you can just do away with or interpret for yourself. But there's all this cool stuff that they touch on and how there's like a it's like a consciousness inside of the area that doesn't allow for like technological and mechanical things to work properly. So they've tried like modern weapons and things like that. And they just, they, they cannot function properly. All they can get to function are like super old, like handguns and maybe like a walkie world war two walkie talkie or something like that. And that's all that they can get to function. So not a hand grenade. I don't know. It's just, uh, mm, I don't know. I just, I, I do. I, Megan hated it. And she hadn't read the books. Yeah. She didn't like it either. <laughs> yeah. But that's well, fine. I you, could, it, I could, I could see that too. Because, like, complicated sci-fi turns people off mm-hmm. big time, most of the time. So I don't... And it's obscure. It's like... Yeah, it's weird. Like, I I don't know. It doesn't spoon-feed you anything. And no. I understand that it doesn't because no one knows what the fuck is going on, actually. Right. Even the author doesn't know how to wrap it up, apparently. Which is true. But I do like taking it out separate from the rest of the movie, Nathan. I do like that weird climatic scene where she encounters, like, the... Yeah, the, 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 the like the entity that like the mimicking mirrors your DNA and everything. The mimicking scene. Yeah, like it like it's like super like weird and like it's there's like a full ten or twelve minutes where the whole soundtrack of the movie is just whoa 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 whoa. Right. And you get hypnotized and sucked into this like crazy ass blobular thing that's like mirroring her memories and her DNA structure and inverting realities and you're like whoa. Well, and you have to try to. I mean. For someone that's read the books, you have to try to remove yourself completely from reading the book to understand where I'm coming from, which is probably very difficult to do. But some of the concepts, some of the just just focus on the science fiction concepts that are being introduced by the movie itself is fucking fascinating. And those things can be distracting. So if you're somebody that enjoys cool science fiction ideas, those things alone could probably stem the tide. So maybe I need to watch it a couple more times. I, I think know. it's also the problem with 
just giving it to the public in general is that the same audience that would be entertained by that scene that Chelsea mentioned where the like weird pig human thing comes in and scares everybody and hunts everybody and it's kind of intense and a big action scene. I feel like that crowd that enjoyed that scene would look at the end scene that Nathan, you and I are talking about and go, what the fuck is this? And then vice versa. It also, my, my comparison to 2001 makes me sit there and look at the past and appreciate the audiences of the, of the early 70s and say, for that movie to establish itself the way it did, people were willing, a lot more willing to go on some sort of existential fucked up journey than they are now. Yeah, I agree to that. Hmm. Intern, did you have anything to say that we could dismiss immediately? Uh, yeah, I watched the first seven episodes of uh, Better Call Saul with yeah! you, and, uh, and then I got back home, and I haven't seen anything since. Oh, you fucking so, You. Uh, it was really good, though. Uh, I had the exact same response as Daniel, just watching six more episodes. Oh, well, I feel like that was done out of spite, but I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, nothing else? Nothing else? You just went home and started sweeping wood? What else you got? Uh, Oh uh, no! I've been, I've been, I've been trying to start making music. Mm. Another CD is coming. Really? Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Start making music. Another CD is coming. That's pretty disjointed. That means that you have already started making music a long time ago, and you are reaching a pinnacle now, where a new release is on the horizon. Correct? That's yes, accurate. Is this a ukulele album? No. Okay. This is a. Another 12, Although, 12 I might string. be making a private uh, ukulele thing. Oh, is, is this a 12-string monster? This will be a mix of okay. 12, 6, and 4-string. Will you be singing on the album? No. Another instrumental? All, always. Okay. You and the ladies that live above us should get together, because it's my impression of them, although they're elderly now, that they were... Uh, some rock stars back in their day. Yeah. Yep. Well, let's That's regale nice. everyone with what the intern's singing voice is like. On my own, so I can update this archive now. Oh, don't you know that you guys are wrong all the time? <laughs> I can't even finish it. You didn't, you didn't even give them the best part. Jeez. <laughs> Cutting out before the end. Well, I feel like I feel like certain people are are sick and tired of, of listening to that kind of thing. Yeah, I apologize, intern, if you don't feel that way. Anybody else have anything uh, else tonight, or are we signing off? I think that's it. That's it. Yeah, it was a great discussion, though. I really appreciated that. That was a uh, eye opening, actually, because that's a big thing. Because he knows now that it's not just me that feels that way. Well, no, book to movie is a big thing, and that's probably like that that specific subject that's a deep heavy science fiction dense book it is like i I don't think garland had a chance but i disagree everybody probably they could have scaled it way down scaled it down got more gritty got more more into like just the camp to the tunnel they didn't even have to go to the lighthouse just camp to the tunnel let human emotions cave in on themselves let the anxiety of not having a cell phone or any sort of intel at all what about boil over what about my faith in alex garland who made faith who made ex Ex machina Machina? and the beach and dread like how how can you you know disagree with his logic in, in his decision making because i think i could do it better okay i really do fair enough bye and that's what we do here 
Bye. <laughs> we, that's what we do here. We do it better. We do it better at uh, trailerparkpodcast.com. We do everything better here. Uh, you know? There's other podcasts you could listen to. Sure. And some of them might be... And probably do. Well, they're probably, you know, you might feel that This is your only podcast? They're well... <laughs> yeah, you might, you might feel that they're well produced. You might feel like you get something from them. And that's fine if you feel that way. But we're here to tell you that you're wrong. This is the only podcast you need. Yeah, it's the only, the only one, one. will tell you you're wrong. Yeah, it's the only one you need, really. Seriously. If you're not a co- part of the cool billion, then you're a failure in life. <laughs> TrailerParkPodcast.com. At T-Park Podcast. You know what it is. At Sax, at Sad Sax Studios. All that jazz. More new podcasts on the horizon, I'm sure. I'm sure. Because, you know, they keep threatening me with the death of this one. So I'm sure that <laughs> something else will evolve out of it. And uh, and we'll continue to regale you with our charisma and uh, and sassy feedback. I appreciate your attendance. Uh, Chelsea. Amanda. Cousin. Fuckface. Andy. Andy. The turn. The turn. <sighs> Custodian. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Keep that up. Every time we say Andy, just. <sighs> good, good night to all of you, and I'm sure we'll uh, regale you with, uh, you know, future releases in the future. Hopefully. Okay. Good night. <laughs> really? Is your name John? Guys. John. He's out there. Mm-hmm.